Oh, hey there. Bye, go home. No one loves you. Oh, and that's the name of our podcast. Hi, hi, it's Lena. And it's Mark. We're here to tell you um some Rust Belt bedtime stories. And by For bedtime, your nerves. we mean nightmare fuel stories. Or weird, gross things that make you say, ugh. But mostly in this episode, I think we're both actually being oddly thematic and we are doing UFO UFOs? themed stuff. You mean UFOs? I'm just kidding. That's how nerds say it. <laughs> I mean unidentified flying yeah. objects. No, for sure. Um, Yeah. So Bye Go Home No One Loves You, the podcast about the weird, the rust belt, the odd, the gross. Today's about UFOs. Um, I personally have always been petrified of aliens i can tell you this little sweet story about living at my old house on airview terrace in depew i was like six or seven and this was right after all those like news stories were coming out about life on mars but really life on mars just meant that they had found water on mars okay but for me i was like oh Life on Mars, it's like Independence Day because that movie had just come out. Mars Attacks had just come out. Like, all that shit. So I was I was terrified of aliens. So at my old house, you could see, like, the, the outside deck porch thing from the kitchen. And my mom had gone outside to, like, cook dinner on the grill. And you could look right out the window and see where the grill was. And there was a giant flashlight and she disappeared. <laughs> Girl, she no. Came back two days later. Girl, no. I looked out. My mom was not there. And I said to my dad, I was like, where'd mom go? And he goes, aliens must have taken her. And since then, I have been the neurotic piece of shit that I am. <laughs> we can thank Miko for that. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> And you're going to blame all of that on that one instance. No, because then another time, my bedroom <laughs> my, be- my bedroom at that house had overlooked the garage. Like, we had an attached garage, so it had overlooked the garage. And it was like a flat, like, you could walk out from my bedroom and walk on a flat garage roof. So I had looked out from my bedroom window at one point and had seen this, like, bright light in the sky, which was... I mean, looking back on it now, it was probably just an airplane. But at the time, I was like, it's an alien. And there I am on my bed screaming, dad, dad, yelling for my dad. My dad had to come upstairs and like rub my back. And he stayed in my bedroom until I fell asleep because I was when he came upstairs, I was like, there's an alien outside. So this is shit my parents had to deal with my whole entire life. Because I'm a neurotic fucking bag of shit. <laughs> okay, you know the section on Unsolved Mysteries where they have unknown? Yes, yes, yes. It's terrifying. I wasn't I allowed to watch it because I was always a dramatic child and it would freak me out. So. But were you, though, or were you just hyper aware to everything going on like around you? Because as kids, we're not like afraid of stuff. We just see everything. It was more like... My stepdad hated me, so ignored <laughs> every single thing that I said. And my mom was kind of like, I'm busy. Oh, okay. Um, so I would sit by the couch and I would listen. There's this one lady that talked to a spaceship <laughs> in her backyard with a flashlight. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, that would be the best. Uh-huh. And two weeks later, I was sleeping in my bed. And I look at my little, like, digital clock thing uh-huh. <laughs> that I got for my birthday because my stepdad took my other one away because cool. it had a radio on it. Oh. That was his punishment. <laughs> cool. For 
existing. So he just gave you one of those round ones that just goes... No, no, no. So I asked for one for my birthday. Because, oh. <laughs> I don't know, he took everything from me like that he could. Uh-huh. So I just asked for new stuff. Because you ain't giving me shit. You're not my father and you never will be. Exactly. Okay. Tim McGraw. That's his name. Like the singer? Swear to God. <laughs> Shut the fuck Tim up. <laughs> A janitor at Fredonia State I College. I went skydiving. I went mountain climbing. Rocky mountain climbing. I went 2.7 seconds, seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. Fuck your stepdad. And I was a to my stepson and I shit my pants. Okay. Yeah, he, he shit his pants a lot. He That's the first thing he I had IBS. Fuck him. Bye, girl. So I this unsolved mysteries thing came on uh-huh. and I was sleeping in my room and I look at the clock and it's like three AM and something woke That's me like up. That's like the devil hour. Whatever. <laughs> um and there's this light flashing on my floor. I would have noped out of that room so fucking fast. Well, it wasn't like in my whole room either. It was just like a light quickly flashing on yeah. my floor. Like I would have noped like a out lightning of there. Flash no. just nope. on my floor. Nope. And I ignored it for like 15 minutes, but I'm watching it the whole time. What's wrong with you? Because I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I was a little kid. It was like 1999, so I was three. It's just before um, Y2K when everyone's afraid of everything. <laughs> Um, How were the computers going to turn this over? This giant ball light came in and like exploded and just bathed the room in light. And I freaked out, noped out, ran into. I would have shit my pants. I ran into my mom and stepdad's room and I tried to convince them to wake up and look because you could see from their window these lights and shit in my room. Mm-hmm. And they want to get up because. You, know. you weren't like blood curdling screaming down the hall? No, because I grew up in a box. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I had a hard life. But um You were worried about food. That's right. Well, I wouldn't go back in the room and they wouldn't get up, so I ended up sleeping on the floor next to that bed. Mm-hmm. But the next morning, like I hadn't slept or anything, but whatever, I was a kid, so it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And it it was my first day of third grade, and I remember the teacher talking about this thing that was in the paper about the people on the high rise on the lake. Fuck off. No. They all saw this UFO over the lake, and no. I was done. No. But that's a little lead in to what I was going to talk about today, because that was. Aliens! Just- in my room. Aliens! In my room. Aliens. Aliens. So that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. So in Buffalo, New York. um, That's where we live. Yeah. And that's what I tend to talk about because I don't like to do research. So I only talk about stuff I know off the top of my head. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's hard doing research. Well, I mean, like, I have a bunch of college degrees and stuff, and I don't use them, and I wrote a lot of papers, and I feel like I'm past that point in my life, and, like, (laughs) my body is just not, it's changing, and it's just not letting me write papers and research the way that it is. Or is it the aliens? 
having an impact on your life and taking over your body and you just don't even know it. No, because a Canadian lives across the street. Mm-hmm. and The man. They're basically aliens and nothing's happened. It's Canadians haven't impacted my life poorly and I use Canadians and aliens simultaneously like okay um, I'm not I'm not mad about it but is Buffalo New York the new hot spot of UFO sightings is that the hottest new club UFO sightings where can you find it on Seneca Street tell me about it what can you find there Buffalo's hottest new club is UFO sightings Tell me more, Stefan. <laughs> Open by club empresario Janet Snyder and <laughs> Nicholas Pickles. This club has everything. What does it have? Built in a renovated coffin factory on 14th Street. <laughs> this club has. Tell me. Little baby alien step stools. <laughs> A radioactive pool of goo. <laughs> drink specials. And? And human spaceships. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> What's a human spaceship? <laughs> oh, a human spaceship oh. is that thing where you take a little person and you put them in a trebuchet and you shoot them out into the atmosphere and it only works if you get them past the gravity field. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so it's a really cool club, but what I was going to say, even David's laughing. He don't laugh. I shit. can't. <laughs> um, it's the human trebuchet. <laughs> do you know what a trebuchet is? A font on Microsoft Word. You're a bitch. <laughs> it's like a. It's a- It's like it's like a it's like a those things they shoot pumpkins with. A cannibal? <laughs> but it's a trebuchet. A cannon? <sighs> Take a deep breath and listen to me talk. Everything hurts right now. Um So Buffalo has aliens? <laughs> just at its hottest nightclub. Called trebuchet? <laughs> What's it called again? <laughs> I forgot. UFO. UFO sightings. Buffalo's hottest nightclub is UFO sightings. Owned by Club Empresarios Janet Snyder and Nicholas Pickles. Come on, Janet Snyder. We saw her at Target. <laughs> um, okay, so go ahead and tell me about these <laughs> sightings. <laughs> so I was not ready for that. Sorry. 
My stomach seriously hurts. Sometimes I like I just you catch surpri- people off guard. Yeah, you surprise me with that. But it, I mean, it's always funny because sometimes you'll just text me and be like, "My family is coming to town for Easter. Where should we go?" And then we go back and forth like five times about Western New York's hottest <laughs> new nightclub where you should take them. But- Western New York's hottest nightclub is Resurrection, <laughs> owned by Club Empresario Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where you where you roll rocks around as a marathon? It's like a. <laughs> it has everything. Anyways, um, so fuck, <laughs> fuck. On on the weather reports in Buffalo, uh, WKBW especially. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, on June fourteenth, on the late night news, meteorologist Andy Parker was making his nighttime forecast when he and his viewing audience witnessed a fast-moving bright light zipping across the screen. Wait, when was this? I just told you, June fourteenth of the of last year. Yeah, <gasps> I didn't know about this. Good thing I would have ended up in the psych ward. Go on. Well, it was on TV, so it's true. I don't have cable. It's on TV, so it's true. I don't have cable either, but you have an antenna? I don't. We're total millennials, by the way, because we don't have cable. You don't have an antenna. Um, But that was just the first sighting, and the meteorologist Andy Parker acknowledged <laughs> it. But why are we laughing? I... Great. Wow. That's awesome. Let's edit that out perhaps because i sound stupid right now it's fine anyways go on about june whatever i don't even know what i just watched what was that it was the dog no (laughs) oh damon used to live next door to andy parker yeah. He's our product manager. Produce manager? Yes. At Tops with, yeah, what's her name, Gabrielle Brianna? Brianna Valentine. <laughs> Anyways, go on. So, um, June 2018. <clears throat> yeah. No, I don't even want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm done. Um, so, he, he acknowledged it, and uh, nobody knew what it was he was like i wonder if it's a fast-moving meteor blah 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 but whatever um wait can i just say i feel like as a meteorologist if you see something like that you should be fucking pumped because first of all you're not just talking about the weather anymore you get to talk about something fun on local air okay you're the superstar let me counter that with just because you're a meteorologist doesn't mean you're an expert in meteors. No, but you can at least get to have an exciting evening. Also, Buffalo is where every single meteorologist wants to work. Wow. And I only know this because... Because you were on TV as a meteorologist once, I know. Right, but I'm friends with a couple. and But why do they want to work Buffalo here? has fucking insane weather well like, yeah more so than any yeah. other place in it was America. there was a snowstorm on monday and tuesday and now today it's 50 degrees out literally everybody wants to work here because we have weather phenomena that doesn't exist anywhere else like the water spouts or like the stingray a couple weeks ago when i, I sent you about that what the stingray cloud that happened with the snow and it's like this shape yes i sent you about that that yeah yes mm-hmm. 
um, like that as well. But um, if you were anywhere else and you saw a giant, huge tornado on the lake, you would freak the fuck out and run inside. Here, we don't. I would. We just keep eating our lunch on the patio because... Well, you used to work at that restaurant on the lake. Yeah. And they would have those all the time down there. Well, Buffalo gets them. Um, I'm talking but, about when you worked in Dunkirk, though. I know, but oh. I'm I'm just saying that's why meteorologists want to work here, because the weather phenomena is insane. But anyway. Sorry. The story about Andy Parker would have ended there, except it happened again at the same station exactly one week later. Uh, this time it was an hour earlier, and the meteorologist was Ms. Autumn Lewandowski, and I know how to say that because my mom's last name is Foychinski. Oh. Um, and she did viewers a favor this time and stopped the video before the UFO whizzed by the Skywatch camera on the roof. Uh, unlike Shut Andy, up. she speculated this one was a drone since it stayed low and parallel to the ground. However, it moved too fast to identify, unlike stationary identified non-moving objects right behind it, which Autumn correctly predicted with 100% certainty, which is highly unusual for meteorologists, that that was a planet. So, uh, is Autumn Lewandowski covering up something for the government? Or is she just smarter than Andy Parker? That's the question I want to ask you. I want to be fun and say she's covering up something for the government because I always think people are doing that. She's a spy. She's like, they're at least paying her an ample amount of money to be like, tell them it was a drone. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's fair. I think that people get paid tons of money to say that things don't exist or that like especially like especially when it comes to unidentified flying objects oh because whether they're a ufo from an alien or whatever it may be i think that people are always being paid hush money to not speak of it because us common folk will either bug out whatever it may be so i i truly think she was covering You, I mean, no, I totally believe you on that front because you paid me a lot of money to keep it hushed up when you gave birth. We know I can't give birth. A lot of flying insects. (laughs) And I might be able I might be able to do that. She gave birth to a bunch of bees. Oh my god, that would be painful probably. Thousands. Bees. What if I got stung a bunch? Um but that would Right? That would not be fun. I wish I could give birth to bees because bees are good for the environment. Honestly. I do wish that. Your barrenness is a topic I could talk about forever. And I wanted to work it in, but... (laughs) You always find a way to do so. I know. Just because I want to figure out, like, what's going on Well, more importantly, what do you think is going on with Miss Lady Weather... Do you think she's covering up or do you think she's just smarter? Like, what do you think it is? I don't really care because that was just a quick story. Oh, do you have another? Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about Pine Bush, New York, which is is the UFO capital of New York. Where is that? Uh, I've never even heard of Pine Bush. Well, 
To the casual observer, Pine Bush is just like any other town found in northern Orange County, New York. It's small. We have an Orange County? Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> this is shocking, but okay. I mean... I'm not I I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'm just not saying every I didn't know county that. has to be named Chautauqua. Or Erie or Cataraugus. There's or a Canada bunch of Erie counties. No, I get it. No, I just didn't know I didn't know that we had an Orange County. Okay. Thank you. I learned something new today. I'm not mad about it. Okay. Well, Go you're, on. You're gonna learn more. I'm ready. Go ahead. Um <clears throat> Pine Bush is far from a normal quiet suburb though, because if it was as average as it seems, the flocks of outsiders that come to the city every single night would be out of the ordinary. Uh, Pine Bush is known as a place where you can consistently, almost every night, spot some sort of phenomena in the sky that is not explained. Um it's been a huge hotspot for alien sightings, abductions, encounters uh, that all date back to the 1960s. So even before, like, you know, being abducted by aliens from the trailer park was cool. Was a thing, yeah. They were doing it <clears throat> in Pine Bush, so they were ahead of the times. Um, the town's reputation as a hotspot was cemented largely during a very concentrated string of occurrences that happened in the mid-80s and continued in, in the 90s. Uh, throughout the early 80s, there was this mysterious aircraft that has come to be referred to as the Westchester Boomerang, which is also my nickname from high school. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But um, <laughs> this was seen over 2,000 times in the area. And are you there kidding? Are... No. That's a lot. Yeah. 2,000 is a lot. Yeah. I. That's as many guys as you've slept with. At least. That's as many abortions as you've had. At least. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've never had an abortion because I've never been pregnant. Because she's barren. Yes. Go on. So 2,000 um, but <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't find. I couldn't help myself. I'm not mad. Um, I am who I am, and that's all that I am. So, <laughs> stop. Oh. Um, as the craft's name suggests, however, most of the sightings occurred not in Orange, but in Westchester County, mm -hmm. while the sensational Westchester boomerang was occupying the attention of researchers curious people gathered because strange events were happening on a frighteningly regular basis in I Pine Bush. I would straight up move the fuck out of there. You couldn't have paid me fast enough to pack up everything and leave. Some people are into that. I don't know. Not me. Well, locals first started really talking about it. I... Uh, Right around then, during those 2000 sightings in the 80s to the 90s, even though it had been happening from the 60s, and it was reported that many strange noises and odd things were happening uh, at the Jewish cemetery on Route 52. Is That's that racist? literally what they said. Is that anti-Semitic? Why? 
Like, were the aliens being anti-Semitic? Oh, my God. I'm not saying you. Baby, how much wine did you drink? Almost a full bottle. <gasps> oh! You know what? What? I feel like this is a great time to jump to a quick word from one of our sponsors. Do we need a minute to discuss my drinking? Well, an intervention is going to take more than a minute, but I think you might need some advice on how to care for an infant. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Being with Infants by Montessori teacher, trainer, and world-renowned child specialist, Beverly Kovach, is finally on DVD and digital download. The long-awaited 3D disc set is essential for any new parent, grandparent, or infant caregiver wanting respectful relationships with infants and their care. Being with Infants is broken down into 20 easy-to-digest video lessons, complete with demonstrations. Everything from diapering, feeding, the proper way of picking up infants, sleep, crying, environment, play, weaning, and much more are covered. Being with Infants is available on DVD and digital download at Walmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. Order today and be sure to follow Being With Infants on Facebook for free bonus content. (laughs) Sorry. I, I, um. Are you all right? No, I was crying. Um, Are you sad about the aliens? No, I was, I was sad about something I saw outside my window. Was it an alien? No, it was that guy that comes up to the other guy's house in the white family, no windows, and gets high. (laughs) Again? That happened last week, too. Yeah, he took a kid with him. Um, That's not good. He needs to be featured in our episode from earlier. I wish. I hate him. But now that you have a good resource to deal with the baby that you by the odds, are going to have it some point. Someday, yeah. I mean, unless you're filled with pricker bushes. Um, I might be. So large crowds would gather uh, nightly at a number of locations throughout this town, and the most attended spot was the West Searsville Road. Hundreds of people reported seeing objects in the sky above this random street. And I'm as so uncomfortable. The reports grew in number, so did the crowds. Eventually, the number of people skywatching on West Searsville Street became so large that the town was forced to prohibit, prohibit, <laughs> prohibit the activity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like any small town, if people are doing something fun and not illegal, prohibited. Right, 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 right. Um. That makes me so mad. <laughs> what does? That they would prohibit it, but police patrolled that road Well, because they don't night. want people to know the secrets. I Or whatever. It's just small town bullshit. Like, oh, there's a crowd? Prohibited. Um, in Dunkirk, I remember, like, once growing up, we weren't even, like, drunk or high or even smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. We... My friend's dad 
owned like an auto body shop that was kind of downtown and we hung a sheet and we're watching a movie on the sheet <laughs> in the parking lot like we were That's sitting so on the roof of cars. No, it was really fun. Yeah, because you're a poor like me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but we were we were having like good-natured wholesome mm-hmm. all american fun right because when you're poor you you do whatever you can do to have fun and be happy and the fucking cops made us stop it was like Why? nine nine p.m yeah when during the summer yeah so it was still light out yeah fuck dunkirk seriously fuck dunkirk right in its ear but right in its it's probably been fucked in its ear belly button so maybe it's eye socket um so People couldn't go on that road anymore. Uh, some people were saying it's a missile. Maybe it's an asteroid that's going across the sky every single night. No. I don't know. It's beyond me. It's not a plane. It's not a cloud. Uh, the Poughkeepsie Journal ran an article detailing the activities of the United Friends Observer Society. Wait, wait, wait. Put that together. UFO. United Friends Observers? You're not that drunk. Bitch, I know well alphabets. Done, girl. I know alphabets. Um, I took kindergartens. <laughs> and that was, a, that was a support group located in Pine Bush uh, in 1993 for people who had encounters or were abducted by the aliens that frequent the town. Um, and local Bill Wyland told this newspaper, I recently had an invasion and it terrified me. It started like it always does with the noise in my ears and it just kind of mumbles through. Tinnitus? I couldn't move my body, but I could move my eyes. Seizure. And I knew the room was filled with aliens. Anxiety? Um, aliens? Anxiety? No, baby. He really saw aliens? He said aliens. I and don't know. You cannot, you cannot diagnose people with anxiety because no. you are not a doctor. I know, and I'm not trying to. And I get, my whole thing is that, yes, aliens exist. Because have you seen half the creatures that live underwater? Fucking weird, creepy ass little motherfuckers. Have you seen half the creatures that live in my neighborhood? Weird, creepy ass motherfuckers. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyways, go on. I'm sorry. I'm just like, <laughs> this guy is like losing his fucking Have shit. you seen half the creatures that were in my metal smithing class at Buff State? Have you seen half the creatures that I've fucked? Ooh. Shout out to everyone that put it in me. I know you're not listening because you think I'm a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And this isn't on ham radio on the trucker signal. And I'm still not pregnant. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyways, uh, so there are a bunch of articles about people sharing their stories about being abducted by aliens or being attacked by aliens. Mm -hmm. Uh, One lady, her name's Hilda. She said, oh, my God, I thought I was the only one who was attacked by those things. Uh, Was that Sabrina's aunt? Sabrina the Teenage Witch, her aunt was Hilda. Hilda and Zelda. You're showing your age. I'm 19! Um, 
But Pine Bush, New York. That's what I call my pussy. <laughs> oh my. Because it smelled like pine trees. Because you use air fresheners as douche. Um, I just leave them in there all day long. I don't even use them as a douche. Okay. This is my mom explicit. might listen to this. <laughs> my parents will someday. never. So I'm just putting it out there. Not Sorry, me. Karen. I'm just reporting on you. Karen loves me. She told me that she thought that you seemed a little too full of yourself. And I was like, no, she's just full of semen. <laughs> little does she know I have no self-esteem. <laughs> but that's my story about Pine Bush, New York. It's the UFO capital of the state. And it's my story about the meteorologists in Buffalo that saw UFOs and how Autumn Lewandowski may be a spy. Hashtag Autumn Lewandowski's a spy. I kind of wish she was a spy, though, because that would make for a far more interesting story. And she's probably one of the more boring meteorologists. Like, we make up, Damon and I make up stories about all the meteorologists oh, when I love we that. watch them. Like, I love that. oh, Maria Gennaro is going to go home and knit a blanket, then take a bunch of Ambien. <laughs> And not call her mom back. Yeah, exactly. Like, so Autumn good. Lewandowski, we never do, because she's boring. Well, but it would make her far more fascinating to be a spy. I would be okay with it. I'm not mad about people who are spies. I love Weather Heather. She looks like my neighbor. Um, She looks like my neighbor that I always tell to shut up when she's talking. She, really looks, like, she looks like that girl... In high school that, like, hung out with the pretty girls. Like, there were always four of them, but it was obvious on the scale that she was there for her personality. And one of them always got their period in their underwear. Um, I don't know what high school you went to, but in Dunkirk, nobody got their period because they were always pregnant. Um, so... Dunkirk is kind of like hillbilly-esque. Why is everybody on their phone right now? Um, I was just confirming a plan. Um, so Dunkirk, would you would you or would you not say that Dunkirk, Dunkirk, Dunkirk is kind of hillbilly-esque? No, I would say it is kind of Tijuana-esque. Okay, well. In lieu of Tijuana-esque, you know, my bitch-ass family was poor as fuck growing up. Right. I I do, and they I came mean, through my, it okay. Yeah, but... they just bought a $40,000 pool, in-ground pool, but, like, growing up. Oh, oh, oh. You know we're about to be- You just alienated so many viewers. I don't live with them. That's I live on my own. I'm poor as fuck. I have about $6,000 in credit card debt and $20,000 in student loan debt. I will say that in Dunkirk, most people are related, and my parents are not related. in a legal way, and I guess that's- hillbilly ask, and there's definitely a lot of crime and horror. Well, I'm about to tell you a story about some fucking hillbillies, only, and I only say that with the utmost respect, because as a poor child of two very white parents, we would vacation to this place, which is the saddest place, 
one's family can vacation to. It is called Centralia, Pennsylvania. It is called Wheeling, West Virginia. Oh. And there is a specific destination there called Ogilvy Resort, Ogilvy Park Resort. And it is where white rich men, not even rich, white, not poor as fuck men go golfing. And we went here, I think maybe when I was like in the fourth grade, the fifth grade, and then as a freshman or a sophomore in high school. So what we would do is we would, we would rent this, this cabin in Ogilvy, West Virginia with my aunt and uncle who are awesome. They're super cool. They have kids. They don't talk a whole lot. And then my uncle's like sister and brother and all their kids and then his mom and dad. This sounds like the shittiest vacation ever. Bitch, it was the shittiest vacation, but let me tell you about it. So we would go to Ogilvy, West Virginia and all the men would golf and I was the only girl around. So all of us women. Where was MB? Oh, MB was around, but I was only like girl. Like I'm talking like little girl. Like they were all women. she's a woman. She's a woman. I'm I'm a little girl. I want you to picture me, but like two feet shorter, only like ten pounds lighter because so I was still a chubby baby. You were negative one foot tall. I wish. Um, but we like all of us women. We would go out to like a luncheon once. Like so, it was like a week long vacation. We would all stay in this really big cabin where we would have like bunk beds and stuff, and then there were like three or four bathrooms, and then. Um, I remember my uncle's mom making, like, cranberry bread, and it was so good. And then we would play Uno because we were all poor as fuck. And then there was, like, this, like, outdoor zoo type of thing. And you would Wait, take are a- you saying Uno's for poor people? Yeah, because poor people play cards because they can't afford real games, like Guess Who. Okay. Because Guess Who Guess Who is for two That's people. Fair. Uno was no for, like, argument. eight. I'm not being shady. I love Uno. I will play Uno You're until right. the motherfucker dies. You're right. You're but. Right. So we would, like, go to the zoo there, and at the zoo, like, my parents didn't have a whole lot of money, so when we would go to the gift shop, they're like, honey, you can only spend $4. So I would always get either, like, a crystal, like, am- like purple amethyst, and it would be, like, the size of a quarter, or I would get this pencil that was only half a pencil, and the other half was, like, this little tube full of little rocks, and I lived for it. Can I tell you something really quick? Absolutely. I had friends over to my house when I was a kid Mm -hmm. until my mom started offering us money to weed her garden, and then she gave us a quarter. That's so rude. And we would walk a mile and a half to Country Fair. Okay. And there was nothing. Nothing you could buy for a quarter. That was a quarter. There was no. nothing, even if we could You can't even it. buy bazooka so bubblegum for a dollar. I said to Jeff Gallardo one day, we're going to walk back, and I'm going to cry <laughs> and say there was nothing we could get for 75 cents. Or 50 cents. Yeah. No. 50 cents. If we combined. Mm-hmm. And we did. And my mom goes, huh, save it. Karen, you ruthless hoe. So I was poor too. Um, yeah, this is so like the big thing about this resort is that it was for golf, and then um there was one shop in the main area that was it was like a Christmas town shop, and I remember that I loved going there because there was like a whole little town set up of like you know like the ice skating people and like the magnets and stuff and like the little houses and you could see people ice skating and people sledding. It was like a weird little mechanical thing, but I fucking loved it. But my most traumatic memory of being there 
I want you to picture like seven year old me, right? And my aunt, my my Deba, her name's Wendy, but I was fucking dumb and called her Deba. I still Deba. call her Deba today. I love her. She's a badass bitch. She's a feminist. She fucking hates Trump. I fuck with her so okay, hard. Done. And she once called her boss a cunt. So I love her. She bought me this outfit. It was from the children's place at the Galleria Mall. And it was a little, like, light pink baby shirt. And it had three little, it had three little buttons on it. And then it was a light pink overall set that was silk. And it had kiwis on it. And I lived for it. So I wore that around, right? That explains so much. Doesn't it, though? Kiwi, the fruit, kiwi, kiwi, so she would make me wear that around, right? So, like, I don't remember where I was really going with the story, other than the fact that I was a fucking piece of shit little girl that everyone needed to dress well, up. Well, it's a podcast about haunted and weird Rust Belt stuff, so probably something like that. Right. No, of course. So, like, Wheeling, West Virginia, it's this really shitty little place for white people, and you live in... Oh, oh, my most traumatic story. So I'm wearing this outfit, my pink my pink satin overalls with a kiwi on it and my little pink shirt. And I'm like walking through just like a field, but that's not a field. It's just like a gigantic plot of grass. And all of a sudden I hear bzz, 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 and there's a beetle and the beetles in my hair. And as you know, I have a lot of hair and I have large hair. And as like a seven year old, I lost my shit and was like, ah, bitch. Ah! Is this your fucking story? No, my story is about Bashful Billy. I'm just trying to tell you about how shitty oh, Wheeling. Okay, because I was to tell you like about how shitty. One of my one of my highlights of going to Wheeling, West Virginia, was that we used to go to this quote unquote crystal store, and it was a place where you could buy really fancy can- candle holders, and I loved it. How sad is that? Have As a seven year old, yes, we have. We went together. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not talking crystals. I'm talking. I'm just saying I get it. Yes. No, it's, it's a sad life to live. But when that's all, you know, it's all, you know. So I'm telling you about Bashful Billy. He's the alien of Wheeling, West Virginia. He was first sighted in September of 1952, the 15th to be exact. So. Wow. That was when my mom was born. Wheeling, West Virginia is terribly small. Well, it's small and it's also like sad and whatever. So. It's about five miles from Ogilvy Resort, and it's three days prior to a damaged UFO that went down in the actual area. Okay? Wait, 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 wait. I'm talking about straight up hillbillies here. You're saying this factually. Yes, these are fucking hillbillies. So, I want you to think about this while we take a quick, quick break to talk about the hillbilly horror show. Okay? We'll be right back. Okay. Hot diggity dang. Hillbilly Horror Show's done gone global. Land and Goshen. Critics call Hillbilly Horror Show a barrel of good old American fun. It sure is. Catch the Hillbilly Horror Show on DVD and Roku or just visit www.hillbillyhorrorshow.com. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just talk about www.w, you go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. And while you're there, don't forget to get your official Pyongyang main t-shirt and official Hillbilly Horror Show koozie. Get your gear today. Now that we had that quick word from our sponsor, we'll get back to our story of Bashful Billy. So the what? sponsor, which, by the way, what I love. Right. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a hillbilly. It's funny. It no, matches no, 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 up. no. The hillbilly horror show is truly awesome. I have DVDs and I watch it all the time. Do they cover Bashful Billy? 
Because no. he's straight up a redneck no, alien. No, but I'll let you get back to it. Sorry. No, 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 you're fine. You're so, pushing just I'm just trying hard. to keep it on topic. That's all. So September 16th of 1952, an article in the paper headline said, Monster from Outer Space Arrives Here Via Saucer. You stop. I swear to God, bitch. So allegedly, a 10-foot-tall monster from another world, said to be quote-unquote gas-breathing, had arrived here. So Its name was Pyam Novergemon. Oh my God, stop. So <laughs> apparently... This was the body of a badly burned woman, actually, and it wasn't a real alien. It was found, or it was a cover-up for the burned body of an alien, and it was found here after being dropped off by a UFO three days earlier, question mark? Um, which also <laughs> coincided with the Flatwoods monster and the Frametown monster, one of which I will get into later. How so later? Like, like in like episode? like in like three minutes, yeah. I'm like how oh. you did two and one. I'm doing. Okay. I'm also doing a two and one. So this was the 16th of 1952. So then on September 17th of 1952, the Wheeling Intelligence, which was a newspaper, quoted that there were two more sightings of Billy. The first sighting was in Ohio, and an old man said that his grandkids were scarred. Were were scared, not scarred. Scared by a 10 to 15 foot tall monster with a green body and a red head. Right. So this is bashful Billy. People like swear to God that this motherfucker exists. You know, like green body, red head, whatever. They're like, he's real. So at the same okay. time, there's the frame town monster. And he or she, they, whatever you want to call it, allegedly appeared 24 hours after bashful Billy did. This was in the Braxton County monster, 17 miles away. So September 13th of 1952, this man, George I think it's pronounced Snitowski. Snitowski? Maybe? I don't know. George S. George S. Him and his wife, Edith, and their 18-month-old son, they were driving through the mountain roads from Frantown back to New York. So they had, like, gone south for whatever reason. They were driving back to New York. Allegedly, their car died, and as George tried to restart it, um, it did not work. And they're sitting in the car with their 18-month-old son, George and Edith, and they're like, oh, it smells like ether and sulfur. Like, it's very strong. It's very pungent. Oh, no. Right? What the fuck? So, uh, apparently, the smell of sulfur, pe- sulfur people relate to aliens. No, aliens. More than anything. Oh. So, moments after getting the car to start, um, don't, like... I don't I don't know if I believe it or not, but a dazzling beam of deep purple flashed across the car hood and the smell intensified. And their 18th month old baby was crying hysterically like they could not get him to stop. Let me tell you. There is nothing more fabulous sounding than, purple than flashing a dazzling lights. beam of purple light. Purple. Like, I'm picturing, like, a strobe light, but only purple, but more like a disco light flashing, right? Is that what you're... Because that's what I'm thinking. I'm just picturing, like, glitter. I mean, it makes sense. They were they were literally gagging and heaving. So if it were actually glitter, they would be gagging and heaving. Do you remember when we threw, like... A tablespoon of glitter on Bill's car. And he was like, you broke my car. Yes, I absolutely remember that. I 100% remember that. Bill. What a kind. Bill, you're fine. You've got like three dogs, like ten cats, and a bunch of lizards and bugs and stuff. No, we love Bill. We absolutely love Bill. So, George 
Lena being... loved him so much, she loved him in my bed. <laughs> For a lot of years. <gasps> Not a lot of years in your bed, just I mean a lot of years in general. So George, being the manly man that he was, he got out of the car <laughs> to investigate. So as he got out of the car, they're like in the middle of nowhere, right? He walks into the woods a little bit because he's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what am I looking at? So he's out in the woods and he had seen what he described as a UFO and the smell of ether and sulfur intensified. And he was like, Tim Allen, tool time. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever smelled ether? No. Mm. Do you want to? No, I've only smelled sulfur. I'm concerned that you just asked me if I want to smell ether. I, you could on air. No, thank you. I don't think I want to. Okay. I don't think I want to. So George, he's out in the wilderness. He's like taking a look at things. He sees this light. He's like, oh God, what the fuck? He smells the smells. All of a sudden he's going back to the car and he feels an urgent as fuck scream. So as he looks, he sees Edith clutching the baby. And as she's clutching the baby and screaming, she pointed to something. Do you know what this was? Um, I'm going to guess that it was a homeless person. I wish. That would make this so much better. It was a nine foot tall. Is it nine feet or nine foot? Nine foot tall? Um, lady's choice. Nine foot tall alien hovering in place 30 feet away from him. Hovering? Hovering. So it's like, not on the ground. Why? Right. This this shit gets fucking better because it's very weird the way this alien is described. So he describes this alien as having a bloated body. If it's a female, maybe she has a period. Lighten up, George. <laughs> she has long he or she, they have long spindly anthropoid arms that fork into two thick fingers. So just picture any presidential candidate sticking its fingers out to make a peace sign and being like, I'm here for the people. That's the alien. Lobster-like. Lobster-like. Got it. However, the weirdest part is that the torso was a solid mass. So... It was like... So it's like... Picture like someone wearing like armor from the waist down. Like, you know how like men used to wear armored skirts in the olden days? No. That would like A-line out? You know what I'm talking about? Like how they would wear something like a protective like garb? Like a kill? Yeah, but it was like... It was like a shield. I talking about Game of Thrones. Like, that's right. not a real thing? No, but that's basically how George described this alien's okay. bottom. So he just started walking back to the car and the alien, <laughs> the alien allowed it. The alien was like, this is fine. Not a big deal. And that's what happened. So we have the Frametown monster as well as Bashful Billy working together. And I didn't get into the Flatwoods monster because it was too long of a story. But these two aliens basically appeared within 24 hours of one another and so just just made their presence known. They didn't necessarily do anything bad, but they were just weird, like hillbilly aliens hanging out in the woods, smoking pipes and eating corn because that's what people in the middle of nowhere do. Maybe so. You're implying they're related. They their sisters are wives, but 
their sisters are not wives. No, I mean si- the alien. Yeah, no, I'm saying that their sisters are the same person. Their wives are the same person. They married their sister wives. I'm just talking in circles because we're talking about hillbillies. You poor sweet, <laughs> sweet young lady. But like the picture of Bashful Billy is honestly like really stupid compared to the one of the Frametown monster. Because I bet they both look like Slender. No, the Frametown monster looks like a medieval queen. It looks like the the Red Queen from um from Alice in Wonderland, but an alien. Like because it's wearing a skirt like that and it has a really big forehead. I just thought it was funny because it took place in this pl- in this area that I used to vacation, quote unquote, vacation it as a child <laughs> because my family was poor. And I just remember like driving through. So like there's really like loopy roads that you have to drive up through to get to the camp, like quote unquote cr- campgrounds that are really a cabin, but it's a cabin for like weird families that are incestual. But I, but like, um, I'm about to call your mom and be like, listen, <laughs> I can tell you some shit. How many chocolate pies are you gonna give me? Because to know what your daughter says about you, <laughs> no, in a public like, forum. I just remember there being this like radio show on the air in West Virginia that was very similar to like the Archie comics, and I lived for that shit. I, you're a disaster. You're a disaster. It's not my fault that I was fucking taken to Wheeling, West Virginia as a goddamn child. That's fair. Bashful Billy's not your fault either, but. Bashful Billy or the Frametown Monster. That shit's. They're um, both. I don't like it. It honestly sounds like they're both just aliens trying to, like, hang out. Yeah, like. And, like, just like. Right. It doesn't sound like they're up to anything, like, despicable or evil. It just sounds they're, like, like, they're, like, what do you guys want to do today? And they don't like, have, like, online, hey, let's be friends. No, people, honestly, like, people love this shit. And it's not, like, in a bad way. Like, you know how the Mothman kind of has, like, a shitty reputation? It's not like that. They, I think he's got a good reputation. I think people are very afraid of the Mothman. I think you're wrong. I don't think I am. I think people are very, like, weirded out by him. But I think, like, Bashful Billy and the Frame Town Monster, people are just kind of like... He makes sense. So I don't think I don't think we need to go. We need to say bye, go home to anyone in either of these like no. stories. I think we maybe just, Autumn Lewandowski. I think maybe the haters and the people trying to cover up what really happened. I so maybe the government bye, go home to the government. No, I want to say bye, go home to Autumn Lewandowski because I like weather Heather. Okay, that's fine. You can say say bye to her. Bye to her. And I'm just going to say bye to the people who don't believe in Bashful Billy and the Frametown Monster because I think they're pretty fucking legit. And as someone who grew up terrified of aliens, I think they're fine. I'm into that. Cool. So until next week, bye. Go home. No one loves you. I've been Mark. I've been Lena. And that's probably not going to change anytime soon. So Suck it. <laughs> Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.